Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing? Welcome to a special edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. This will be part one of many of my sports documentary series. And the first documentary I'm going to do is dedicated to the 2006 Northern Little League World Series champions. You know, I've been living in Columbus since 2015 and still to this day. This is the greatest sports moment in Columbus history. This put Columbus on the map. As we take a journey into this incredible team and we reflect back on them 16 years later, and we'll talk about this team and what it meant to the city and just the celebration, the team coming back to Columbus. Just a reminder, you are listening to this podcast on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. And I hope to have fun. I hope you enjoy this documentary. One of the greatest moments in Columbus sports history, and their legacy still lives on to this day, becoming just the second team from the state of Georgia to win the Little League World Series, and for the first time since the early 80s, the second American team to win back-to-back. Brady Hamilton, number six. I played first in outfield. Were you born and raised in Columbus? I was born in Macon, lived there until I was five, and then I moved to Yupitoy, the Midland area, when I was five, and was there until I graduated high school and went off to play uh, college ball in Texas. And then I got another scholarship to play here in Lawrenceville at, the, at uh, Georgia Gwinnett College. Ended up meeting my wife, working part-time at a bar. Um, we ended up getting married and having a kid, and now we're still up here. So when did you start playing baseball? I started playing baseball when I was – four or five in Macon uh, playing T-ball. But my dad had to uh, stand on the stand on the other side of the outfield fence because I tr- kept trying to climb over the fence and go play in the creek. Um, I was a oh. uh, outdoorsman. Uh, I like being outside. I don't like being cooped up indoors. So I kind of got it from my dad. My dad played at Tennessee. Yeah, I'm Dave Plata, former sports director at WTVM in Columbus. Spent 36 years there and had a wonderful time covering the great athletes who have come from Columbus and from this area in the Chattahoochee Valley. They did a wonderful job up there. It was one of the best baseball teams I've ever been on, and I was on a team in college, started the season 25-0. and 0. 
That Northern Little League team had stars. Let's talk about Kyle Carter, the winning pitcher, the only pitcher in Little League history to have four wins in the Little League World Series. He pitched a complete game, six innings, three hits, 11 strikeouts. And when the game was on the wire, he struck out the side in the fifth inning and struck out two more batters in the sixth. And then the ground ball to Josh Lester to end it, tagging the runner out on his way to second. When Josh Lester made the final put out and everybody celebrated, it was amazing to see Columbus Little League at the top of the world. We knew someday it would happen, and it was just that day. Great team, and it was a great experience for everybody. And Columbus is your Little League World Series champions. What a great moment. Josh Lester leading the Little League World Series with seven runs batted in. Can't talk enough about Cody Walker, a two-run homer in the bottom of the third inning to put Georgia up 2-1. to one. J.T. Phillips, he was one of the pitchers that pitched Patrick Stallings, Brady Hamilton, Kyle Roving, Ryan Long, Matthew Hollis, Mason Myers, and Matthew Klellenberg. The manager, Randy Morris, believed in his team, and they took on Kawaguchi City, a very talented Japanese team that have not lost a game all season. Before that, they beat Oregon in the U.S. Championship. Go Mazamoto was dueling with Kyle Carter in that game, throwing 75 miles an hour, which is the equivalent of 100 miles an hour in the major leagues. And a very interesting note about the championship game, a lot of fans left because there was a rain out the following day. They were supposed to play the day earlier, but Columbus did it. And that is the greatest moment in Columbus sports history. I'll always let my kids know that I was a part of that. Most people don't realize how many great sports moments we have had you know, certainly since I got here in 1985, how many great sports moments there have been in Columbus and in this area, Columbus, Phoenix City, the whole area. How many great things have happened? And reminding folks of, of all the cool stuff, it's a beautiful thing. Did it ever occur to you that you were part of something special? Did you know that year you were going to make the All-Star team and be part of Northern Little League's journey to the Little League World Series? I had a feeling we were planning on that the year before. We had our, our goal set out the year before, all the guys that made it, a couple of them that were older and went on but when we played the year before we were all younger than everybody because we didn't have that many 12 year olds and all the 12 year olds that were on our team and the all-star the year before they moved on to Babe Ruth and all that our goal was just to get to Williamsport the journey becoming the second team from the state of Georgia to win the Little League World Series Marietta did it in 1983 this was actually the first time since the early 1980s, that a team from the United States wins it two years in a row. Hawaii won it the year before. But let's talk about this journey, Brady, because you played first base. So the regular season ends in May, and you go on to District 8, which is played in Harris County. You play teams like Peach, Pioneer, American. You guys were dominant in District 8. You go on to play in the state tournament representing District 8. Was it a foregone conclusion that you guys, because of the dominance in district and state, that it's more likely you're going to make it to the Little League World Series? Because especially when you got to the Southeast Regional, you had four games where you shut the opponent out four times. I kind of had a feeling when our first game in the Southeastern Tournament is where we hit a home run one through seven in the first inning. Everybody hit a home run. And I was like, okay, we're – we're a little bit better than a lot of these kids. So we already had it in our mind, our goal. We were making it to the World Series or, or the bust. Let's talk about your coach, Randy Morris. Coach Morris retires last year. He takes that group of kids 
to the Southeast Regional. I watched those games on ESPN. They were one game away from going back to the Little League World Series. And Northern has had a success of reaching the Little League World Series before. But it was a very special time in 2006. I remember I moved to Georgia. That championship, Brady, that put Columbus on the map. It did. I went to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame in Macon a couple of years back. And I saw that Southeast jersey, the teal jersey with the red stitching that is forever enshrined in the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. I do want to talk about that game against Japan. That was a very close, contested game. Was on pins and needles just the entire time. Kawaguchi City had not lost a game all year. They were dominant, probably favorites going into that championship. But you had the pitcher on the mound, Kyle Carter, who already won three games, going up against Go Matsumoto. So it was going to be a pitching duel. What was going through your mind when you knew you had your guy, Kyle, on the mound, but you were going up against Go Go Matsumoto, who was also a dominant pitcher, and it was a very low-scoring game. What was going through your mind during this? I knew it was just going to be a pitcher's duel. Um, It was whoever's going to get the momentum and keep it. It was on pins and needles the whole game. Been 16 years. Of yeah. course, I had to rewatch the broadcast on ESPN. The announcers were Brent Musburger, Oral Hershiser, and Joe Morgan. Yeah. And Aaron Andrews was the sideline reporter. I remember she was joking around with you at the end of the game. Yeah, I remember um, that. Coach Randy sat down and was like, it's all or nothing. You got one more game. That's it. And just to leave it out on the field. And that's what we did. And we, it was honestly, that was probably the best team we've ever played. It was a grudge match for sure. It literally came down to one hit that decided the whole game, and it ended up in our favor, and we ended up winning the game. To this day, I'll never forget that moment. What was going through your mind when Cody Walker hit that two-run homer to put you up two to one? Well, Kyle had just got thrown out at home to tie the game when Josh got the base hit, so all of our emotions were down. I know mine. I was like, man, I don't know if we're going to win this. Um and then all of a sudden, he, he hit it, and uh, our momentum just shifted, and then we went to overdrive to just keep it at a one-run game. Let's talk about your bats. You did get a ground out. How bad did you want to get a hit in the championship game? I know that you batted over 300 with three runs batted in in the entire Little League World Series. but I wanted it so much that I pressed too much to where I didn't hit the ball. Well, hardly anybody got hits. I mean, yeah. both teams only had three hits. Those three hits came in the bottom of the third inning, Kyle Carter got the base hit to start off. He advances on the wild pitch. Josh Lester hits it into the gap. And like the announcer Joe Morgan said, Kyle missed the stop sign, got thrown out. I know that that probably sucked the wind out of your guys' sails. The next pitch, Cody Walker hits the two-run home run. The roller coaster of emotions your team must have been going through. Just feeling, oh, we can't catch a break. I know runs are going to be a premium. I know you were hoping to get that tying run, but Cody Walker coming up with the big hit. Remember, the game was carried on our station, so I had to get ready for the you know for sportscast. It was an electric moment when when I saw that ball go over the fence, and Cody when he rounded first base was just it was just classic. I know you guys were hoping to get some insurance runs, two to one. It was a very tight game. But Kyle struck out the side in the fifth. He gets two more strikeouts in the sixth. They get two runners on base. I had to relive this because the broadcast 
Brent Musburger, that ground out, Josh Lester tagging the runner out. What was going through your mind when Josh made that final out? You just realized that you guys were world champions. I didn't realize how big of an accomplishment that was until we got back. I just thought it was another game, to be honest. I was so dug deep into baseball. I didn't care what game it was. I, I knew it was a big game, but I didn't know how big of a game it was. So I was just excited we won the tournament. And I was just happy we won. I um, It didn't really hit me until we got back to the state of Georgia and the amount of people that showed support for us, that stood in the rain and watched us. Honestly, that that was the best feeling of my life, the best thing that has happened to me in my life besides my first child being born. Um, I didn't know to an extent how big it was until afterwards. But it was honestly one of the greatest baseball memories I'll ever have in my life. What was the parade like in Columbus? It was rainy. I didn't realize how big it was until I saw all the support from all the people just standing in the rain, waiting for us to just drive by. And the sold-out Civic Center with all the people, it, it was phenomenal. We sat there and signed autographs for hours. I don't think we got home until like one o'clock that morning. We didn't go to school for like the next week. It was phenomenal. I I can't thank Coach Randy and all my teammates enough for the experience I got to be a part of. Now, you did briefly talk about your baseball career after Northern Little League. Did you play high school baseball? I played high school at Northside, and then I ended up going to uh, junior college in Texas for two years, and then I ended up at Georgia Gwinnett College. I mean, clearly you love baseball. I mean, uh, baseball is just such a great sport. Columbus is a baseball town. I mean, it wasn't just the 2006 Northern Little League that put Columbus on the map. There's great baseball players to come out of Columbus, like Frank Thomas, Glenn Davis, Tim Hudson. I mean, but you guys really paved the way for Columbus to be known as a baseball town. And just a couple of years before, Columbus State wins the NCAA Division II tournament by winning the College World Series in 2002. And, of course, uh, it's the home of USA Softball. And So, Brady, I got to tell you, it, it's really great having you on this documentary, and it's part of my sports documentary series. Brady, I, I really got to ask you, uh, where did you get your nickname from? They they mentioned on the broadcast uh, that what was your nickname again uh, that they called you on, on Shady the Brady. How did that come about? I can't remember if it was Dusty Purdue or John Allen, one of my the coach that coached me and my brother when we were in Little League. He, he is now the basketball coach at Glenwood High School in Phoenix City. I can't remember where they got that from. I mean, you probably have to call him and ask him. I guess he thought I did some shady things, um, and I guess it just stuck. And when I was in Little League, I didn't go by Brady. I went by Shady. That's how I answered people do you keep in touch with uh, your former teammates some of them i do i talked to mason myers the other day i try to i've been trying to talk talk to jt and kyle but they've been um, dealing with that whole situation so um i know josh is playing triple a i haven't seen ryan in a while uh, i know ryan lives still still lives down there in columbus i think i don't know what happened to matthew hollis or Cullen, matthew cullenberg um I talked to Kyle Rovig a couple weeks ago uh, just to chat with him. I haven't seen Patrick Stallings in a while. I, don't, I know he don't live there anymore. 
think he's a doctor now. Well, I'm right? hoping that I know it's been 16 years. I'm hoping they do something special for the 20 year anniversary where uh, they invite the team back to Northern Little League and, and honor you some way. I, I, have you guys ever, ever had an invite? Let me rephrase this. Have you ever had the invite to come back to Columbus and be honored? I have not. Uh, I came back for, I think I was the only one to come back for Coach Randy's retirement, his last game to coach at Northern. Um, I did come back for that. Yeah, I'd like to do something like that, man. Um, it'd be awesome, and I'd love for my, my son to see that. Well, one of the reasons why I decided to do these sports documentary podcasts kind of like the ESPN 30 for 30s. I mean, they've done an ESPN 30 for 30 on a Little League team in Kirkland, Washington. I don't know. Are you a fan of sports documentaries? I am. So this is going to be the first. I felt like that this team needed to be paid homage. I I felt like as a podcaster, as a as a love of sports and as a broadcaster that I really appreciate you actually being the guest here on the podcast. I just think that you guys should get the credit that, I mean, I don't want people to forget what you've done 16 years ago because that team was special. It and put you, Columbus, Georgia on the map, and I um, still, to this day, it's the greatest moment in Columbus. Yeah, oh, me and my wife, so me and my wife's anniversary was last week, and we went, I was hoping one of my buddies plays for Washington. He's in AAA. I was hoping he got called up. So we went to the Braves game last Monday. Ooh. We were sitting there chatting with a guy while we were in line to uh, – I was buying her a jersey. And I was like, yeah, I'm from Columbus. He was like, oh, cool. I remember um, – that's a good baseball town. I was like, yeah, I was on that Little League team from down there. He was like, the one that won it in 06? I was like, yeah, I was on that one. He was like, man, I remember y'all. Just some random dude that doesn't live from live in Columbus. He remembers when it happened. So – I get people all the time that that I talk to, and they're like, "Oh, I forgot that y'all won. I remember that." So yeah, I like I like to keep it alive. I don't want it to go away ever because it's honestly one of the greatest achievements of my life, and I will always tell my kids about that and my grandkids. So, Brady, that is awesome. You have a special place in Columbus sports history. You know, there's a little Hall of Fame right next to the Columbus Civic Center, the Chattahoochee Sports Hall of Fame. Great players like Frank Thomas and Sam Mitchell, who played in the NBA. Uh, you know, because I work at the Columbus Civic Center. You know, I'm the voice of the Columbus Rapids. So every now and then I'll take a stroll into the Chattahoochee Sports Hall of Fame. There needs to be something there yeah. to recognize the entire. We don't, have, we don't have something there. They used to have signs all over the city that. When you came in, it said we were the home of the 2006 Little League World Series champion. But now that it, I think they took them down, I don't know where they're at. I don't want this to be forgotten about because it was a huge accomplishment and only a certain amount of kids on the planet get to experience that. And we got to experience the whole thing. So I don't want to let it die out as a memory for us because without it, I, I wouldn't have been a, the ball player I am. I was and still could be, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I don't, I don't want it to be washed away in the memories. Yeah. I re really do appreciate you just taking the time to uh, talk to me, relive this 
incredible moment in Columbus sports history. Honestly, I think we were one of the greatest little league teams of all time. Uh, you could stack us up against anybody at that time. We'd have beat them. Yep. And you guys did have this incredible chemistry, and Coach Morris was just your biggest fans. I remember on the broadcast that he was encouraging you at, between innings, just every pitch, just don't give up and just stay relentless. I know you guys were on pins and needles those last couple of innings, but you beat a talented Japan team that was favored but you guys did it and i watched that video highlights of that but your journey to get there was incredible because you were brady i got some of the scores here i mean because obviously there is a plaque of, at northern little league an engraving on the back has all the scores you beat teams like 16 to nothing 8 nothing 11 nothing 15 nothing it was just an incredible run you put 21 runs up on peach your first game in district eight I hit two home runs against Peach. Kyle hit one or two. Mason Myers hit one. Cody hit one. JT hit one. And it was special. People tend to forget all the great things that have happened and remind folks to take them back so they can be, oh, I remember that. I was this. I was, that. you know, that that's fun. I mean, and, and it's just the folks from Columbus, everybody up in Pennsylvania talking about how polite they were and how what great kids they were. And that matters. I mean, you know, it's Columbus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Columbus put themselves on the map. I moved to Georgia in 2006. So I heard about Columbus winning the little league world series and really a shout out to Warner Robbins for winning it in 2007 as well. I mean, that is such an accomplishment that for three years in a row, United States won the little league world series and two teams from the state of Georgia winning it. Just such incredible, incredible moment for the state. Oh, I know. And, you know, that's a good youth baseball is in this area. I mean, they're just not just Columbus, but Warner Robins over in Alabama, some of the great players and great kids. You know, it's, it's more than that. It's just the whole culture here was, is great for that, for, for baseball and for sports. I would like to thank Brady Hamilton and Dave Plata for helping me with this documentary. You know, it is important to remember the past. And like Brady says, he wants this memory to live on. And so thank you for listening to the first episode of my sports documentaries. Don't forget that next week I will have a documentary dedicated to the 1996 USA softball team that won the gold medal. And once again, Dave Plata will join me on the documentary to go back in time and talk about how great that moment was in Columbus sports history. Stay tuned for next week. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.